Awesome, awesome job. Brother, I appreciate you bringing the, the obedience. Um, from Genesis to Revelation, the Bible has a lot to say about obedience. And let's turn this down a little bit. There we go. And uh, in the story of the Ten Commandments, we see just how important the concept of obedience is to God. Deuteronomy 11, 26, and 28 sums it up like this. Obey, and you will be blessed. Disobey, and you will be cursed. In the New Testament, we learn through the example of Jesus Christ that believers are called to a life of obedience. And as Brother said, obedience, obedience definition in the Bible is a little different than the obedience definition in the dictionary. It's got a few more responsibilities, and it's a little more harder to obtain. See, the general concept of obedience, both in the Old and New Testament, relates to hearing or hearkening to a higher authority. Well, how do we hear God? Well, we can hear him through music, we can hear him through messages, but the best way to hear God is through obedience in reading his word. That's why we here at Nashville Music City Kingdom Minded read the Bible Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays, 11 to 1 Eastern Time. That way we can be obedient, we can hearken to a higher authority and not just hear what the Spirit has to say, but apply it to our lives. One of the Greek terms for obedience is the Bible conveys the ideal of positioning oneself under someone by submitting to their authority and command. Just like we have taken a position under our sister, she's in the authority and the command of kingdom minded. She keeps us together like our glue. Brother HD comes in, Brother TC comes in. We have another gentleman named Charity and some other ones that are coming in. And you who hear my voice at this moment, whether it's recorded or it's live, hey, you have the same opportunity to join us in being obedient to God through his word, walking together with a fellow Christian. So what we don't know, we learn together. And what we need to know, God brings to us. Why? Because we're obedient. See, the Bible conveys the idea of positioning oneself under someone by submitting to their authority and command. So when I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, I was obedient because I was told through the Word of God, the only way to get to heaven is through Christ Jesus. The only way to get a mansion is to accept Jesus as my personal Savior. And then, after I accept Him, and I learned the obedient part of following God through Jesus Christ. Then I start to learn who Jesus really is. What God has called me to do. You'll start to learn what God has called you to do. You'll feel a feeling. You'll say, why am I here? What are these people talking about? We have to sing Christian music. But then when you accept the calling, and you cue up a Christian song, we hear your heart. You know, it's not your way. It's not my way. It's God's way. And when you submit to the rules of this room, you're not submitting to us. 
you're submitting to a higher authority, which is above all of us, and you're being obedient to the rules that were brought into this room. And then when you guys share your music, your testimony, how you stick around, look what happens. You're still here listening to me, right? See, another Greek word to obey in the New Testament means to trust. And according to Hallman's Illustrated Bible Dictionary, a sudden definition of biblical obedience is to hear God's word and, like Brother T.C. said, I'm sorry, like Brother H.D. told us all earlier, what do we do? And act accordingly. Bergman's Bible Dictionary states, true hearing or obedience involves a physical hearing that inspires the hearer and a belief or trust that in turn motivates the hearer to act in accordance with the speaker's desires. Thus, biblical obedience to God means to hear trust, submit, and surrender to God and his word. You know, I got eight reasons. I go through them real quick here. I want to make it shorter than 10 minutes. I've got five minutes into it, but we're getting something from it. But the first thing is Jesus calls us. He calls Randy, he calls HD, he calls TC, he calls Crystal. Let's see who else we got in this room. Arthur, he's calling Arthur. He's calling co-captain TC again. He's been calling you a lot lately. But he's calling each and every one of us to obey. In Jesus Christ, we find the perfect model of obedience as his disciples. For the TC and the Men's Christian Conference, which we downloaded, on our apps, which is KM, Christian Ministries, Kingdom Minded, I mean, and uh, Nashville. We have, we, uh, we have some recordings on there. He, he mentioned about the first obedient disciples, the ones who witnessed the first miracle, and he's going to catch up on it again as he continues to speak and, and uh, teach us about the disciples. But we follow Christ's example as well as his commands. Our motivation for obedience is love. It says in the Bible in John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Number two is obedience is an act of worship. Just as we come to see songs, we come to give the word, we pray for each other, we sit in chat rooms and help each other get through the life, the daily struggle, the battles that we face. We don't face them alone now. We have a team that we face together. She says that believers are not justified or made righteous by obedience. It's critical to remember that believers are not justified, made righteous by obedience. Salvation is a free gift of God, and we can do nothing to merit it. True Christian obedience flows from a heart of gratitude for the grace we have received from the Lord. And so, dear brothers and sisters, Romans 12.1 says, So, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Number three, God rewards obedience. Over and over again, we read in the Bible that God blesses and rewards obedience. In Genesis, the very first book, 22.18, it says, And through your descendants, all the nations of earth will be blessed, all because you have obeyed me. 
Then it says in Luke eleven twenty eight, Jesus replied, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. That's James 122-25. You know, our brother came in today and talked about he has a hard time. He'll read, and then he forgets what he read. And it's, sometimes it's better when you hear it. You know, if you ever get a chance, we have these services every Sunday between 6 to 8, 2 to 4, 4 to 6 is singing. Sometimes we got some word. Then you can come on a daily basis, and you can start this journey with us because we're going to be here. And I'll, I'll be giving the word, Brother HD giving the word, TC giving the word, Sister Blue. Maybe one of you guys will be giving the word that are out there hearing my voice. But right now, we're talking about obedience. And the fourth reason I have, obedience to God proves our love. What does obedience prove? That you can be obedient? You get a trophy? No. Obedience to God proves our love. You know, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his son. So I accepted him. And now I want to be obedient to his son. I want to implement Jesus and walk like Jesus walked. Talk like Jesus talked. Not get upset. Don't be Peter and cut someone's ear off. I have a hard time staying in my own zone. I want to jump up and protect everyone and hold my Jesus in my hand, you know, and keep them all safe. But God says not to do that. He says, your obedience to me will prove your love. He wants me to share my Jesus. He wants me to share my hurts. He wants me to share my hangups. He wants everyone to know that I am a human being and I'm prone to make mistakes. But God doesn't make mistakes and he made me. And as through his word, through obedience, he's turning me into the man he would have me to be. And by this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and obey his commandments, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. That's 1 John 5, 2 and 3. And then love. Love means doing what God has commanded us. And he has commanded us to love one another, just as you heard from the beginning. 2 John 6. Obedience to God demonstrates faith. When we obey God, we show our trust and faith in him. And when we can be sure that we know him, if we obey his commandments, if someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we, that is how we know we are living in him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. 1 John 2, 3 through 6. Number 6, obedience is better than sacrifice. Man, I feel that. I can make a sacrifice. You know, uh, if I'm playing baseball, I just got to hit it far enough, you know, to sacrifice myself to get my fellow teammate in. 
It's easy to make a sacrifice. We can claim a sacrifice. But I know God, but that, but, but doesn't, okay. I'm sorry. The phrase obedience is better than sacrifice has often perplexed Christians. It can only be understood from an Old Testament perspective. The law required the Israelite people to offer sacrifices to God. See, in our Bible readings, we're learning about these sacrifices. We're learning about the 12 tribes. And I'll tell you what, the sister and the brothers were reading along. There's a lot of things you had to do just to please the Lord. You know, yearly, monthly. It was all about sacrifice. See, but those sacrifices and offerings were never intended to take the place of obedience. See, Samuel, Samuel said, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering. The fact of rams, rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. That's 1 Samuel 15, 22 to 23. Now, disobedience. What would happen if we live, if we continue to live a disobedient life? A life that just pleases ourselves. Let's see. Let's see what God has to say about that. It says, the disobedience of Adam brought sin and death into the world. This is the basis of the term original sin. So more or less, Adam is the OG. He's the original gangster when it comes to the sin. But Christ's perfect obedience restores fellowship with God for everyone who believes in him. Let me see. Did that say Christ's sacrifice? Christ offering himself as a lamb? No, it says Christ's perfect obedience restores fellowship with God for everyone who believes in him. So that tells me when Jesus died on the cross for me and for you, he did it for us. So we would have a pathway back to God that was once taken away from us. Then it was made almost impossible to make it there with the Ten Commandments and all the sacrifices and everything else they had to do back in the day. It says, for as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. I was born into sin. God knew me when I was a baby. My sister told me a while back. She even said that God knew every hair in our heads. Like he knew us. You know? And I think it's time for those that can hear the voice of God that we're obedient. And we start to follow him and his ways. You know, I tried everything my way. You know, I, I had some great plans. Sometimes I got close. Sometimes I actually achieved them. But now I wait upon the Lord. And he's brought me into this room. He's honoring my obedience. I was disobedient. I listened to a Bible study. I opened my Bible up about nine weeks ago. And it's remained open since then. That's why I'm able to do this right now today. It says, for as an Adam all die... So also in Christ shall all be made alive. 
That's 1 Corinthians 15, 22. So last and final thing I have, folks, is through obedience, we experience the blessings of holy living. You know, my prayer is, God, teach me how to live. You know, Lord, I, I feel like I'm a Frankenstein. I've become a monster in this world, Lord. And, and all I want to do now, Lord, is I want to live. And not only do I want to live, Lord, I'm going to live for you, Lord, and for your people, Lord. I'm going to help a lost and sick world, Lord. I want someone to know that, hey, I walked where you walked. I'm where you're at. Hey, I might not have been there, but I know someone who was. And I want to be able to share, you know, the journey. I want you to be able to be uh, uh, obedient, Lord, through me. And I, I want you to all be able to come in, share your problems, share your wants, share your griefs. You know, let us open the door to God, and then you'll have that direct connection. So last, and, last but not least, as we are obedient to God, we start to experience the blessings of holy living. See, only Jesus Christ is perfect. Therefore, only he could walk in sinlessness. Perfect obedience. But as we allow the Holy Spirit to transform us from within, we grow in holiness. This is the process of sanctification, which can also be described as spiritual growth. The more we read God's word, spend time with Jesus, and allow the Holy Spirit to change us from within, the more we grow in obedience and in holiness as Christians. Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instruction of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for them with all their hearts. They do not compromise with evil, and they walk only in his paths. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Oh, that my actions, like Brother H.D. said, my actions, his actions, would consistently reflect your degrees. Then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands, Lord. As I learn your righteousness, your regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. I will obey your degrees. Please don't give up on me. That's Psalms 119, 1 through 8. It says, because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body, our spirit, and let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. 2 Corinthians 7, 1. The verse above says, let us work toward complete holiness. We don't learn obedience overnight. It's a lifelong process that we pursue by making it a daily goal. I want to thank you all for coming in and listening. I really appreciate you uh, giving me the time. I didn't know this was going to happen, but you know what, Lord? I count it great joy that you were able to bring this to me through my brother's actions and through my sister's direction and our brother's prayers. God bless you all. Um, it's not obedient to Randy. It's not obedient to Nashville Music City. It's not obedient to kingdom-minded or kingdom builders. It's obedient to God. You know, I don't know where you're at today, folks. I, I don't know what's holding you back. 
what's lifting you up, what you're going through. But I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to stop and say thank you, God, for all those who can hear your word. Thank you, God, for those that are in the room today, Lord. Those who couldn't make it, Lord, we pray for them. But God, I'm going to pray a special blessing. Nay, Lord, a sign from you this week, Lord, to each one in this room, God. I ask you to lift a heavy burden, Lord. And I ask if you lay something down, to leave it down. Don't pick it back up. If you give it to Jesus, and then you go and you pick it back up again, I think that's called stealing. You know, I don't know how that works. Indian give, I, I don't know the terminology, but usually when you give somebody something, you don't go take it back. So, Lord, I give you my life. I give you my heart. I give you this moment, Lord, to touch each every one of us, God. I ask that you would make yourself known. Put that peace over us, Lord. Whether it be healing for sickness, in relationships, health, mental awareness, not being able to please everyone. God says, if you can't please everyone, don't please yourself. Come to me. I'll be well pleased and I will help you make it through. God, I thank you for the opportunity to bring the word. I love being able to come in and sing your music, to be able to care for others, Lord, as they care for me. I thank you for my brothers and sisters, Lord. It's been a great healing day for me, God. I am so pleased that you chose me. And I will answer the call. And I will do what you want me to do. If you don't know Jesus as a personal Savior, all you got to do is say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. God, I ask you to come into my heart, Lord, and forgive me of my sins, Lord. I ask you to show me the way, Lord, that you would have me to live. You know, by accepting you, the, I heard the Holy Spirit comes right inside me. And now I have the power that you used on the cross that was descended upon you when you were baptized. What once only prophets had, you made available for all of us. I know it's not going to be easy, Lord, but I give you my heart and I want to follow you. I ask that you would start reading in John and just go forward from there. If you have any questions and you accept Jesus, let us know in a personal message. Let us know right online. If we can help you in any way, shape, or form, that's what we're here for. God bless you all. Have a great evening. And uh, I always say, God is good all the time. And then you all say, all the time, God is good. Amen. Thank you for coming. Blessings.